The film basement is filmed in sunny West Hartford, Connecticut, in front of a live studio audience. Welcome to the Filmmaker's Basement, where we are still dying for good entertainment in this movie wasteland. I'm Brandon. I'm Andrew. And we're going to be going over some of the movies and television we saw this week, in addition to playing a game show later on. And on that note, I saw a movie that I had heard nothing about called The Curse. So, have you ever wondered what a werewolf tentacle monster looks like? Have you ever wanted to watch a half-man, half-scarecrow Freddy Krueger harass some 18th, some 19th century villagers? Then The Cursed is the movie for you. We follow a pathologist who arrives in a town with blood on its hands being harassed by forces beyond their understanding. This prolonged romp through 19th century England features all the horror tropes you'd expect from the time while also debuting some new ideas. So overall, it's it's a pretty pretty competently shot movie um, with some like good good costuming, good good shots, cool ideas about like the werewolf mythos because that's just kind of what this is about. But overall, I ended up being really tropey, and I'm gonna be honest with you, so forgettable. I honestly forgot I watched it until I started writing my review for it. Um, so I. Going into this movie, from what I had heard about it, um, I assumed this was going to be something more akin to, like, a cosmic horror slash, like, unexplained forces attacking people and there's not too much we can do about it kind of movie. Like, in attempting to kind of fight against that futility. And what I got was kind of more, like, ancient curse put on this land. Um, We're trying to overcome said curse with some weird weird ideas about where the curse comes from um but on that note i will say this is a really competently shot movie i was hearing um things being said that this was apparently a very low budget movie and it really does not feel like it mainly from the um effects cinematography costuming like it feels like you're in the 19th century like a random 19th century village which was a nice touch um cinematography was very good um i I wrote in my notes this movie had the audacity to just sit there and watch as the horror unfolds. Um, which is used well in certain sections and kind of boring in other sections. Um, the main scene that really pops out to me is in the beginning. The whole What kicks off this whole curse, essentially, is these wealthy UK like businessmen essentially are in this kind of like land feud with these gypsies who have kind of like, who own their the land they're on, essentially. They essentially wipe out the gypsies. And we see this happen through this really long take of the camera just sitting on this hillside watching as these, like, UK men run through and just shoot everyone to, like, burn their tents to the ground. And very graphic scene um, that built some tension nicely and added a lot of atmosphere to the movie itself, which I really liked. Um, I also noted that this is kind of this scene was very similar to what I was thinking with Death on the Nile should have had just like a scene where we sit in and kind of watch what's going on and we kind of just simmer in that. Um so again, overall really nice cinematography and like I said the costumes were really popping. Um they just looked really good. It looked like something going to take place in the 19th century, which should be expected, but it was also really nice to see all the little touches they had on the costumes and all that kind of stuff. Um, I'll also say in the costuming area, um, the practical shots of the monsters generally looked really good. Um, for context, they kind of look like, 
a mix between hmm, it's hard to describe like kind of almost like a a naked dog mixed with some very human features um they're gruesome to look at but like pra- the practical shots of them like with the monster with monsters being out and about they look pretty solid there's um one scene towards the middle of the movie where like they kind of kill one of the monsters and this will also go into the cool ideas that i had about them so this will actually be a great transition for that um where like they bring this huge beast they put it on this table and cut it open and one of the people who got turned to the werewolf is like inside of it almost like piloting it like it's a mech or something like that and as they're coming out, like, the the effect looks really cool as they're coming out of there. There's, like, these weird tentacle things coming out of them, like, and this person's just, like, hissing at them. It, it looks really good. I will give it that. Um, hmm. And in that vein of the new ideas, I liked kind of what they were playing with with the werewolf trope, because a lot of those, usually werewolves, vampires, ghosts generally aren't my thing, because they feel very played out and, like, well-explored ideal-wise. So it was kind of refreshing to see a take on a werewolf that wasn't like this curse came from nowhere. This is like, no, these gypsies cursed these people. And like now they're kind of like having their entire community torn apart because these few wealthy people decided to come in and kill all these other people. In that the the curse of the werewolf can only be lifted once an equal amount of blood has been spilled on their side. So essentially for every person who was killed in the gypsy community, an equal amount of people have to be killed in their community by these creatures. Um, which was a really neat note um, for that. Uh, I'll also say, like, while I was kind of making fun of their design earlier, I do think it was an interesting choice to go. And I kind of liked it as opposed to just seeing, like, the stereotypical hairy wolf person. And so it, it, is, it was a little refreshing to kind of see that. I will also say, though, um, they do mention... They do go into, like, the curse a little bit and how it works, um, which is weird. Something, something has to do with, like, coins from Judas or whatever when he betrayed Jesus. That doesn't really make as much sense. It was really weird. Um, but what I what was also kind of in that same vein was um, the guy who comes into the town, the pathologist, mm. um, he mentions that essentially people can't really come back from being a werewolf. We get that in that scene I was mentioning earlier where they kind of cut this woman out. She is still alive inside of it, but she's kind of like a feral beast at that point. Like, she's not really human anymore. But towards the end, I won't really say how, this logic's kind of disregarded, and it doesn't really make sense why it's disregarded. Um, So I didn't like that as much. It, It felt very weird to see, like, these rules they kind of built up for these creatures just kind of come to nothing when it falls into the category of main characters i'll also say it was very tropey for like a low lower budget horror movie they had the very like stereotypical jump scares in it which jump scare horror isn't my thing i think mm. there are much more interesting ways to do a horror that are far more terrifying and they used a lot of jump scares in this movie to kind of get like get a rise out of you um which i kind of made it feel the horror feel more cheap and like kind of made the those long shots like where they were, were dealing with these really horrific situations, like contrasting those with a cheap jump scare that comes out of, out of you. It's just, it didn't vibe well for me. And then my last gripe, which I mentioned earlier too, is that it was kind of forgettable and a little bit boring. This movie was all, I think about two hours long. And I think it could have been a bit shorter because it just, 
It felt like it was dragging on, and I'm not really sure why it was dragging on. Like, it didn't feel like we were drag. It didn't feel like we were dragging on for anything. Um, much to contrast, for instance, Death of the Nile that I saw last week, where it's a movie that was two and a half hours long, but felt like an hour and a half. This was like two hours long, but felt much longer than that. And again, not for much, because I, like I said, I almost forgot I had, I had seen it, and I just saw it yesterday. Um, so overall, I don't really think I could recommend it. Um, I Again, I will say, for its credit, the cinematography was nice. Costumes were very poppin' for the time period. If you do like that aesthetic, I would say maybe give it a shot. You might enjoy it. Um, and the new ideas were cool. There were some cool, there was a cool take on werewolves, but... I, maybe it just wasn't for me, but I don't think I can recommend it just based off of how not very interesting it was. Hmm. Well, interesting. It's um, yeah, it just sounds. It's not not something that's up my alley. Yeah. So, like I when I was looking at it, I was like, you know, it's not really something I would go see just because I'm not big on uh, the horror genre. But yeah, you know, it's an it's an interesting piece where it's you know uh, uh, a horror that's based in a specific time period instead of like yeah. current day which is i will neat. i will also say in the tropey area um this is a i don't know if it's really a trope so much as a style for these kind of films it the footage how do i say this the film was shot like very drearily like it was mm. very blue like it had a very blue tint to the entire movie and it was very mm. dark and like grimy and maybe it's just me, but I'm very tired of horror movies going down that route because it feels very played out. Right. Like, mm. just, like, I like I get it. I've seen a million horror movies where it's, like, it's dark and dreary and everything's very blue. And it's, like, I don't know. I, as I was watching this movie, it, it made me appreciate, because um, I had seen Midsommar kind of recently. It made me appreciate mm. how that was a horror movie that was very bright and vibrant while still maintaining all that horror. It was, like, you don't have to be, like... You don't have to have this dreary aesthetic to be scary. There are movies that definitely do that well, like the Babadook and such. But, like, as a rule of thumb, like, maybe try something else because it feels very played out. Hmm. Well, I went and saw um, PlayStation Studios Uncharted. Oh. And, boy. Um, <laughs> I have not been hearing good things about it, so I'm very curious. It's got really good fan reviews. Mm-hmm. So it's just the critic reviews are kind of down. Mm-hmm. It's got an average score on IMDb. It's not a terrible movie. Okay. It's not. And I haven't played the Uncharted games in so long that I couldn't tell you if it's a good adaptation to the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do know it's um, kind of like set in its own universe. It's not really... Um, the story of the movie doesn't really take place uh from one of the games like they like other types of um video game movies have um but it's uh it follows a street smart nathan drake who is recruited by a seasoned treasure hunter victor sully sullivan to recover a fortune amassed by ferdinand magellan and lost 500 years ago by the house of moncada and this movie had huge national treasure vibes Mm -hmm. um mainly because a lot of the uncharted game from what i remember is it 
it is a shooter it's a third person shooter so you you are you know you have a weapon and everything but it is very much like a puzzle type of game where you're solving puzzles uh and there was a lot of that in this movie uh i will say it did move awfully fast within the first five minutes of the movie uh after we get a little prologue um of like 15 years ago or whatever once we get into the present day it moves very quickly and decisions are made um very hastily i also don't like when a movie starts in the middle of the movie so the in the trailers you get the shot of um tom holland's nathan drake's character um um being you know pulled by a c-17 aircraft uh, he's outside of an airplane and he's trying to get back in the airplane by jumping on a bunch of crates, which is something that happened in, I think, the third Uncharted game. But the movie starts there and then it goes back to 15 years ago, like when he was a kid. And then it goes to present day, but present day isn't from where we left off last it's present day before the airplane thing so it was very it was very, a little confusing it's just like why not just start at 15 years prior jump me to present day and then just continue why why are we showing this clip this two minute clip of him outside an aircraft halfway that's halfway through the movie uh at the beginning it makes no sense um cinematography wise um but everything moves fairly quickly uh there's like a little montage of him trying to figure out a heist that he has to do that obviously goes horribly wrong um i will say he does they do a good job i, I don't like i said i haven't played the games in so long that i can't say that tom holland's portrayal of nathan drake was good or not i do know that drake is more of a kind of like a philanthropist treasure hunter where he's not in it for himself um unlike the other characters in the movie who are obviously very in it for themselves and there's a lot of double crosses uh in this movie which got old after a little while mm -hmm. um lots of puzzle solving with these keys that they had to you know uh, acquire and then you have um antonio banderas's santiago moncada who is the main villain of the movie trying to stop them along the way it, it and he's obviously a uh rich person <laughs> so that's why i was saying it has a lot of like national treasure vibes where like this plucky uh like protagonist character is on a treasure hunt solving puzzles and is being hunted by a wealthy um antagonist who is trying to also get his hands on the treasure for himself um so yeah i was like it was kind of like a mix between indiana jones and national treasure and i was like hmm. it was an hour and a, it was like an hour and 45 minutes and really it's yeah, it sets huh. up for a, it sets up for a sequel. So, mm -hmm. you know, if if they do a sequel, I'll probably go see it. I mm -hmm. probably won't play through the Un Uncharted games just cuz there's four of them and I don't really want to do that. Uh I, I don't have a lot of free time. So, 
you know, I thought it was okay. I mean, it, I'll, I'd recommend going to see it. I mean, you don't have to go play the games to watch it. Obviously, I didn't. Well, I haven't in a while. But, you know, it's an action movie. It's a puzzle solver. You kind of figure out the puzzles before the characters figure out the puzzles. So mm -hmm. it's very obvious. It's like, <laughs> like, come on, you can't figure this out? Let's Come on, let's go now. I would have figured this out. A while ago i am but... genuinely curious because like i would not have expected this movie to be an hour 45 long that seems yeah, almost shorter than i would have thought from the was. i saw from the trailer oh hour 56 okay that I makes mean, a with, bit more sense with trailers with trailers yeah. it was about an hour 45 okay so yeah, so in that vein um how do you think the pacing was in this movie well the beginning was very fast mm -hmm. like everything was very 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 quick and then it slowed down in the middle mm -hmm. and by the end it was at a really good pace okay. um for like a, a treasure hunter movie but the beginning was just like bam 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 like uh, he's he's a bartender at a bar he's hitting on a girl and then mark Wahlberg's character approaches and be like i got a job for you uh and he's like no and then he steals <laughs> something that tom holland's character stole off of this girl and so tom holland's got to go get his the thing he stole back from this guy and he's like i still have a job for you and he's like no and then like five minutes like not even like 30 seconds he's just like you know what i'll do it i'm in like what <laughs> where did the time get? it just seemed like no time had passed and in, in between him being like no screw you and then him being like okay what are we doing when did we start and then yeah, it was just hmm. they had the little montage of trying to figure out the plan of stealing a key. Mm -hmm. And then once they stole the key after that, it had a really good pace because it was, you know, it was more well thought out after that with mm -hmm. the puzzles and the um, the search for the treasure of Magellan and the antagonists were on their tail the whole time. So, you know, I thought it was OK. You know, the like oh. I said, the beginning not so much but by the middle and the end it was really good so. that's honestly good to hear because i was not hearing great things about it overall um so it is cool to see that there's another okay uh okay uh, film out okay critics, video game movie out there critics haven't liked it i mean to, to say it's a good movie like it's a good oh, video yeah. game movie i i probably i don't yeah, it's maybe. an okay video game movie i think would be the yeah best it's, way. it's like sonic it's not it's very okay i didn't even see sonic like, it was very okay um it was not terrible i don't even want to to see it if i'm being honest but yeah. um it's got a it's got a rotten score and rotten tomatoes but the audience score is a 90 <laughs> so Which critics seems, don't like it but that seems like typical it. for like a movie like this like a, a fan base who is like oh my god this isn't terrible awesome mm -hmm. we love it mm -hmm. so well even still always good to hear that there's some there's still some good video game movies out there um and on that note let's change gears and let's go over to pilot wings So, for those who don't know, Pilot Games is a game show where I pitch Andrew three show loglines. Um, two of them are real, one of them is fake. And it's up to Andrew to figure out which is the fake one. 
Um, and I, I don't know. I don't know how you're going to do this week. We'll see. So, the first one. Follows a, da- a team of down-and-out women in suburban Arizona as they fight their way to the top of a cutthroat world of a multi-level marketing cosmetics business. Oh, whoops, I'm reading the wrong one. That was last that was week. last week. I still have last week's notes open, which shows you how good I am at, like, <laughs> changing things over. Here we go. This comedy drama follows an influencer group who are used to being the talk of the town. When a rival group starts encroaching in their town, they'll have to use every tool in their arsenal to put the newbies in their place. A high-concept single-camera comedy from the writers behind The Hangover, set in the world of a sexy Manhattan bar chronicling the exploits of singles in search of love, all over the course of one night. And three. A a reformed party girl named Kate finds herself with an instant family when she falls in love with a man named Brad, who has three manipulative children and two judgmental ex-wives. So, Andrew, out of those three, which do you think is the fake one? Um, I'm pretty confident that the first one was real. I vaguely mm-hmm. remember seeing something about, not the first one, the second one. Did I say the second one? Okay. You said the first um, one. No, the second one. Okay. The, um, but the, the single camera comedy is kind of throwing me off. Like, mm-hmm. I, I vaguely know of a show that did some sort of show like that i think um the third one sounds also good mm-hmm. i will say the first one does not because mm-hmm. oh you're when you started talking about the you when you started talking about the one last week you uh, i have arizona stuck in my head and i was like uh, nobody's gonna do an influencer group in arizona <laughs> Um, so an influencer group. I guess it would be like an old people like influencer group in Arizona, right? Um, hmm. No, I'm gonna say that the third one is the fake one. Mm-hmm. The third one's the fake one. Yeah. Okay, locking in. Yeah. Uh, it was the first one. The first one was the fake one. Uh, I should have went with my gut. Yeah, I, w- I was having trouble with this one for some reason. I just couldn't get mm-hmm. any log one that I liked. Um, but yeah, first one was the fake one. The second one, I was called Mixology. It only got yeah. a single season. Yeah, I remember. No, yeah, I know that. I know. I like, I know that that mm-hmm. name. Like, seems like a cool concept, but mm-hmm. uh, I don't know. From the stalls I saw, it does not seem like we did it a service. And the last one was called Trophy Wife, and it only got a se- And It's also another show that only got a season. I want to know, see if I got that one, too. I want to know if I got I remember that one, too. You might. I don't know. I, again, Sounds I haven't heard familiar. of either of these shows. No, I know Mixology. I, know, I was like, that one I know is a show, but I don't mm-hmm. remember what it was. Um... <laughs> trophy wife tv series was on abc in 2013 yeah sounds like an abc show mm-hmm. it got 22 episodes 22 episodes so it got a really? it got a full season yeah. wow that is surprising and it got positive reviews and abc canceled it said it was the 10th best new tv show of 2013 hmm. 
Uh, is that out of 11 new TV shows? Apparently. <laughs> and then I don't know I'm what happened after surprised. that. Yeah, it just seems like, I don't know, they just stopped, stopped making they it for some reason. canceled it right before the season finale. Wow, that's rough. Um, and Mixology is... Uh, that one... Because when you said the hangover uh, people, yeah, yeah, I do know this show. Um, This was on also ABC, Mm -hmm. same time frame, actually. Um, And they canceled it on the same day as they canceled Trophy Wife. So It's a bad day for shows. (laughs) It only got 13 episodes, but yes, I do remember this. Because who, uh, oh, maybe I guess I don't know the directors of... The hangover i don't know hmm. I... I thought i did Hangover's not but my thing. either way i do know this one because i know of one mm-hmm. of the actors uh adnan canto i do know i do remember seeing him his face mm-hmm. in this show okay so. gotcha yep okay well thank you for playing again andrew hopefully i'll have a much better one next week where i didn't feel like i'm phoning it in um, but let's move on to some better things that are coming out in uh, the new movies that are coming soon. And this week, there's only one new movie coming out, according to IMDb. Um, and I don't know if I care to see it. So let's just talk about next week, too. Because I know there's a movie next week you want to talk about. Yeah, Batman's coming out next week. Batman. So, oh, Batman's I mean, long. Yeah, That's Batman almost three, three hours. hours. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Um, That's a long so, movie. Yeah um i'm very kind of excited to see this movie everything i've been seeing about it has been good so far like i was very skeptical about it um when they first announced robert pattinson was gonna be batman and i was like oh i don't know if i'd like after seeing christian bale after seeing um Ben Affleck. I yeah. was like, we're gonna get Robert Pattinson. <laughs> and then I was thinking, I was like, oh, maybe they're gonna set up like Batman Beyond Batman, because mm-hmm. that would be awesome if they like set up Batman Beyond. Mm-hmm. Um, but then after seeing the trailers and stuff, and I don't think that's the case, but it still looks good anyway. Yeah. See, I think everyone gets confused with Robert Pattinson because they always associate him with Twilight. But like, if you yes. look at anything else he's done, like he's a really good actor, like surprisingly good. Well, yeah, like he's a good actor. It's yeah. just when you pull up his IMDb page, he's known for Twilight, yeah, Twilight Saga Eclipse, Twilight Saga Breaking Dawn, and then Remember Me. Those are the four things that are listed on on his primary IMDb yeah. page. So it's it's like it's not like Tenant or yeah. um, what's another movie? What's what's that? Uh, um, what's that ele- uh, elephant movie he was in? Water for Elephants. Was in that. that. See, the movie um, I always associate him with is because I never saw the Twilight movie. So my first exposure to him was The Lighthouse, and he's fantastic in that. Oh, I mean, he was in Harry Potter. Uh, was he? No. Mm-hmm. What's his yeah, name? He, Robert Pattinson Cedric Diggory. Harry Potter? Yeah, uh, he played Cedric Diggory in The Goblet I, of Fire. I was not a Harry Potter person, so... Oh. I, oh. I would not remember him that. 
But like that the first, was his. Yeah. It was his third movie he'd ever done. Oh, okay. And he's also not done a lot of movies. Like he's not no. done a lot of stuff. Like if you look at his IMDb page, it's like maybe 25 30 mm-hmm. things that he's been in so he's 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 recently been in you know one two three movies in 2020 three movies in 2019 two yeah. in 2018 i think i think he's he doing a... the daniel radcliffe thing where he's riding the wave of money he made off of his franchise and using oh, that to do yeah. some like good art films or projects he's really fucking interested in mm-hmm. and it shows he's doing some weird stuff and i like it i mean Daniel Ratcliffe's been in a lot. I think he's been in he, a lot more. But than... he's also been in a lot weirder stuff too. I don't know if you yeah, ever he's... saw Swiss Army Man. That is a no, weird I, movie. I kind of wanted to. Yeah, he was in forty-one. He's got forty-one yeah. credits to his True. name. Who? What's? Uh, I forgot that it actually has the number at the top. Um, mm. No, thirty-eight. So he's yeah, he's been in just about as many films as Robert Pattinson. Yeah, but. Robert Pattinson a lot did a lot of Broadway too, not Broadway, but but um a lot of theater. Yeah, theater in London. Hmm. Um, what's also the theater cool. district in London? Oh, I have no um, idea. I can't remember what it is, but I think he did a lot of that. But mm-hmm. yes, so not only is the Batman coming out. Mm-hmm. Well, that's actually never mind. That's the only thing coming out. Yeah, next week. So I will I also be. Else was coming out. I will also be curious to see how people, how receptive people are to a nearly three-hour-long movie. Because I remember, I remember people were griping a lot when The Irishman came out, and that was like three and a half hours long. And yeah, so I'm a little curious to see how a large audience Irish... is going to deal with a three, an almost three-hour-long movie. That's the thing about that. Like, didn't that want? Didn't that win the Academy Award for best, best picture? I'm not sure. The Irishman. I think it was up for it. But the thing about the Irishman is, the Irishman was a bunch of old people mm-hmm. sitting around, and like, it was, wasn't that like a mob movie? I didn't see it. It was a mob I'm movie, from what I remember. It was um, a mob movie, but it was like with a bunch of older actors. So yeah. it's like, are they just gonna like sit around the whole time and mm-hmm. whatever? That movie was actually three and a half hours long. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, three and a half hours. Um, um so um, this one is I the Batman is like two fifty. It's like two fifty five, which is basically yeah. three hours. Um, oh, but what I'll, well, I mean, what I'll, what was I gonna say? I had something else. I mean, what I'll also add is that I don't think Batman's good. Like, there will definitely be action scenes. But it's first off, the villain's also the Riddler, who mm-hmm. I assume is not going mm-hmm. to be a very, like, fighty, punchy enemy. And it's, again, almost three hours long. There's no way he's going to be fighting that a whole time. There's probably going to well, be a lot of scenes where he is just sitting around, either looking over clues or talking <laughs> with people. It's It's got Riddler. Mm-hmm. It's got Penguin. Oh, he's in it, too? It's got... Catwoman. Mm-hmm. Even still, the Penguin's another um, villain who I would not associate with being a very physical, like, attacky dude. Someone no, who plays a lot of mind games with you. You also didn't think about that, like, with... I was trying to think of, like, one of the Christian Bale Batmans. I mean, Ra's al Ghul, like, the, the setup for the first Batman movie, like, Batman Begins, mm-hmm. it had Scarecrow and Ra's al Ghul. So you don't really... Uh, Rajal Gould maybe because he's got League of Villains, so mm-hmm. he's got all the assassins. But like Scarecrow, he's not a very punchy mm-hmm. villain. He uses fear toxin to uh, incapacitate people. But mm-hmm. I mean, from what I've seen 
from the trailers of the Batman, there's plenty of it. And like, mm-hmm. there's obviously there's a chase scene because he's got a yeah. cool looking Batmobile uh, and all this other stuff. So I'm very excited. I can't I, wait. You for know, I'm day. I might actually see this if you give it, if it, if you end up giving it a good review because this it looks like a, an interesting take on Batman. Plus, the mm-hmm. Riddler seems like a again one of those like interesting it's a different Riddler too. It's not because it's not. It's not um, like the what's it, like it's the, not Jim Carrey yeah. Riddler with the with the with the green the question marks. tights and the question marks. Yes. It's not that Riddler. It's also not Riddler that you would expect from maybe the Batman Arkham games that uh, mm-hmm. that have been out in the last uh, few years uh, or the last ten years. Um, it's a more sadistic, mm-hmm. like it's a very much darker um, Riddler. Mm-hmm. I will also say. Because this is also another thing that makes me interested in this movie, and it was something I heard someone say a long time ago, is that we we get a lot of Batman takes about him being the superhero, but we don't see him going back to his roots, the detective. Because that's what I at least he I think he was known for originally is that he was this mm-hmm. he's a very smart detective. He's able to mm-hmm. track down people and figure out crimes and all that stuff. And this you seems like it a, has the potential to do that. You got a little bit of that during the Dark Knight. Um, a little bit you got that scene but... in the dark night where he pulls the shell casing out of the wall and puts it to, like reconfigures it at, mm-hmm. at his like bat cave and gets the fingerprint off of it to find out where exactly the next yeah. event is going to happen you so a... i mean you you did get a little you bit get of a like very that, but... tiny amount of it and also that's that i don't know that scene was a little ridiculous at least to me but <laughs> I, this but seems it, like a little more grounded where it's like it's a, re- I'm gonna be... it's a lot more punchy uh, yeah. recently uh you haven't really gotten a full-on detective type of batman yeah. from like the comics or like the, let's the, solve a mystery the games or anything yeah so so if it, um, if it is if it is like that i will be interested to see how that take goes mm-hmm. and we'll see because like i said they they may set up uh obviously it's not going to be part of the dc extended universe mm-hmm. it could be especially when you have uh, a movie like flashpoint coming out which is going to set up a different timeline mm-hmm. and a different mul- like it's going to set up multiverse the multiverse uh theory for the dceu mm-hmm. so you never know this could be um a different version of batman on like earth 2 or like earth 5 or whatever yeah um it doesn't it could still be in the dceu but just in a different its universe. own thing yeah yeah well i hopefully it ends up being good because i i would like to see it but yeah dc needs a win yeah uh, from recent <laughs> like they haven't had a win since i mean suicide suicide squad was good it was a little campy mm-hmm. um was the, was the newest the... wonder woman good no was it not okay no. i didn't I, again, I don't. I watched it on. DC. It was. It came out Christmas two years ago, two mm-hmm. Christmases ago. That movie is terrible. I watched it on Christmas, and I was like, "Wow, this is bad." Mm-hmm. Um, which is unfortunate because it had Pedro Pascal in it. Yeah. Um, but, um, what is it? Um, I don't know. The, the last good DCEU movie was really, like, The Dark Knight. Mm-hmm in my opinion mm-hmm. so well yeah we shall see but on that note um andrew do you have anything you want to plug for this week nope i gotta go pick up my food because i think it's outside <clears throat> also fair uh yeah i don't really have anything to plug either uh so we will end it here on a rather abrupt note um thank you for watching filmmaker's basement i'm brandon i'm andrew 
and we will see you all next time. Thank you very much. Goodbye.